Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Music. I am so excited for today's episode. This is a very, very special episode for me. Um, I, one of my favorite all-time sets is Allison Jean's Unplugged. And I know that a lot of people, like when you think of Allison Jean's, obviously you think of like this metal band. But when you watch that performance, if you, I highly recommend YouTube it, listen to it, get it on vinyl, listen to the whole set all the way through. It is so incredible. And I think it would be something you could easily see at like Bonnaroo or Coachella. It's just the whole theme of Unplugged is the band is stripped down and not literally, but like the band itself is stripped down, the music is stripped down, so it's a little bit more of a softer, more acoustic set, and that is really the, what made me love that band, and then I went down the rabbit hole, like I mean, I always knew their music growing up, my dad liked Allison Chains, and but when you watch and you hear that set, it's so incredible. The band is so incredible. And I also ended up going down this rabbit hole. Um, you know, like I've always known a bunch of all the, you know, most famous rock stars. Like my dad would always tell me about them. But like I went down the Lane Staley rabbit hole and he had such a tragic story not only like the way he passed but his the love of his life passed and that's when his addiction really spiraled and I couldn't believe how layered his life was you know all the rock stars are especially the ones that are no longer with us and have a tragic ending but Lane, for sure, story is really sad, and but also kind of shows you what a fragile, sensitive person he really was. And I also feel like he got overshadowed by a lot of artists, and I think I think he deserved more. And I really wanted to give him an episode, especially since it was just twenty five years ago unplugged premiered i think it was july 30th and then 
his birthday is on August 25th in Seattle. He has his own day, which is really cool. It's his birthday. So I just figured it would be a great episode to, you know, tell a little bit about, you know, Lane and why the band is such a great band. And I also wanted to get my friend Jen on because I remember I posted it on my Instagram and I think she messaged me and was like, I love this or vice versa. I don't know which, but we bonded over, you know, this band, the unplugged episode. But what I didn't realize was that her story was going to be so incredibly moving and so powerful. And really, it was like one of the reasons why I made this podcast, because I know so many people that have these just you know, you can have funny experiences, entertaining experiences, but there's also like very emotional experiences that can come and coincide with music. And she is not the first person that has said to me that this artist saved their life. So that's why I really created this podcast. I am really excited for this episode. Um, You guys are going to love it. I really don't have much to say this week. The only thing is I I listened to Machine Gun Kelly's new song, Paper Cuts. And then I'm also um, in love with uh, Louis the Child and B. Miller. They just came out with a song. It's Hate You Because I Don't. It's so good. If you guys want to listen to it again every Friday night. Everyone always asks me, like, what do I listen to? What do I put on? It, it varies, but... I love Friday Crate Diggers. It's my jam. They up update the songs every Friday. As soon as I finish work, I get a drink. I put on my Crate Diggers. I love it. And I'm also like really feeling the playlist on Spotify, uh, Crying on the Dance Floor. That's a really fun one too. <laughs> so anyways, anyways, well, I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Again, this was very special. Um, very special episode. So I'm really happy to, again, I've said this before, have a platform where I can actually talk about the things that I think deserve a little bit of recognition and attention. And I'm also really thankful to have my friend Jen on today. It was really an amazing conversation that we had. So enjoy guys. And we're live. Hi. Hi. Hello. I'm so happy that you're on my podcast today. Me too. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. So the reason why I asked you to do that, well, first of all, I love Lane Staley. Mm-hmm. And I remember we bonded over Unplugged. Yes. Yes, we and did. that, you know, when someone tells me they love Lane Staley, I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. You're in my circle. Yeah, you're in my circle. So before we get into that and your love Mm -hmm. of Lane and Allison Chains, we're going to start right from the beginning. Okay. So when did your, when did you start to love music? So my family was a big music family Mm -hmm. Um, from a very young age. My the first band I ever heard was this band called Dada. They're an awesome jam band. They're super eclectic. Um, their album Puzzle was just amazing. 
funny story actually about Dada. I wrote them a letter when I was a little girl. <laughs> I don't know if it ever got to them, but I wrote them a letter just telling them how much I love them. Um, they're an awesome band. So that was my first memory of music, but it's because of my family. Mm-hmm. So my stepfather, who's a pretty troubled man, um, who caused a lot of grief in my life, actually. Uh, he is the reason that I love a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am grateful for that. And, you know, him and his, him and my mom, they would take my brother and I on long road trips or to go visit colleges for my brother. And we would always have music blasting in the car. Mm-hmm. It was always mostly grunge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, those are my earliest memories. Um, also growing up as a little girl in the nineties, I loved, you know, Spice Girls and NSYNC mm-hmm. and all those bands yeah. too. But, um, I really resonated with grunge music from a, as a small child. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I saw that on here. you like, you liked Temple of the Dog. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Oh yeah. Huge Eddie Vedder family uh, also. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love Pearl Jam too. Yeah. But that's, I've never, have you ever been to Seattle? No. I've been. Not yet. (laughs) They have a Lane Staley day. Oh, that's amazing. So I think someday I want to go. That's a good bucket list item. Yeah. Yeah. But so grunge. And so how many years older are you than me? I am 33. You're 33. So you were born in 88. Yep. Okay. So yeah. And I were, you know. I remember grunge. I only remember it through my family members. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I don't always remember. I do remember like when Kurt Cobain died and right. stuff. Um, but yeah. So, but I do, I love that time period. Yeah. You probably remember a little bit more than. Yeah. Than a me. lot from movies also too. That's um, like the craft was my favorite movie oh, growing yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. And they actually featured a lot of really good you know, alternative and mm-hmm. some grunge bands in that soundtrack. Um, so, yeah, it was, I was hooked. Uh, I haven't, uh, name some, because I have to really like. So one that, like, jumps out, especially from the craft, is, well, The Smiths. Oh, yeah, I love and, The Smiths, And Sponge, yeah. they have, and um, Portishead also. Portishead, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, just amazing soundtrack yeah. in that movie. Portishead, I hear, is really good live. I've never seen them live. I have a live vinyl of them, though. Oh, really? So I get to pretend I'm there. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, I think they're, like, a really good set to see, and they're very – I think they're a little trippy. They are. So. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So grunge, and then, you know, what else did you listen to? Like you said, you listen to Spice Girls. Yeah. And, and then my mom, she was, like – she was a hippie. She oh, was a she true was hippie. A hippie. Yeah. yeah. So she loved, you know, everything – anything from that whole era um my uncle was an original Woodstock goer so like yeah um so you know all that kind of music from that era and then like she loved Billy Joel the Beatles Mm. um my grandmother loved Hendrix and Joplin she's like the coolest grandma ever yeah um so I I just I just love that whole your sound is like all over it is that's how I am but it's and then it also depends on the people in your life too. Absolutely. They're or right. what you're going through. Or... Yeah. So tell me more. When did you, now we're going to get into lane. When did you fall? So your stepdad, he mm-hmm. liked Alice in Chains, but was it right away for you or was it something that grew on you? Or... 
Um, so I, my stepfather came into my life when I was five and a half, six years old. Um, and by that point, my family was already going through like a brutal divorce. So Mm -hmm. I was already without knowing it in a lot of pain at that time. Mm -hmm. So honestly, pretty immediately, I was like, there's something about the lyrics that I really like when Mm -hmm. I was a little girl. I was like, I understand that because Mm -hmm. they were just simple and honest. And I like, they weren't overly poetic or anything I couldn't understand as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it was pretty immediate that I, I liked them. And then when I was in middle school, that's when I like was Alice in Chains fangirl. Mm. I was obsessed with Lane, obsessed uh, with Jerry Cantrell. Yeah. I had their pictures all over my Trapper <sighs> Keeper. And then um, actually in seventh grade, Your rooster my rooster story. Yeah, I was I like look back. I'm like people thought I probably thought I was so strange because I was the only kid that I knew at that age that liked this music. Yeah. So in seventh grade in history class, um, we were doing a project on different wars. And my war was the Vietnam War. And the only thing I knew about the Vietnam War was the song Rooster, um, which is about Jerry's father. So I stood in front of class with a boombox and (laughs) I was like, you want to know about the Vietnam War? And I pressed play and I was like, listen to this. And the whole class just looked at me and they were like, this was not the assignment. Like, what are you doing? Um, and yeah, like, uh, yeah, I loved them. That, that's a great song. And when you want to talk about storytelling mm. or lyrics, I mean, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. It, it cuts deep and it makes you see the pain of those soldiers. And, yeah. and like when you hear him talk about you know, his life back home. Mm. And I heard about Jerry basically understood his dad. I think yeah. there was some, he was troubled. He mm-hmm. had a troubled relationship, but it was his way of like, I don't know. I kind of think of an atonement. Like, yeah. I understand. Like, mm-hmm. here's the song. Yeah, our relationship's not great, but exactly. I understand why. Right. Uh, that's a great song. Yeah, it is a great song. And then unplugged on Un- unplugged too. That was. I mean, that's that whole, like MTV unplugged is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If anyone that's listening hasn't ever watched or listened mm-hmm. to it, it's it's honestly life changing. Yeah, it really it, is. Oh yeah, and I feel like there's so many other people out there, like us, that really love unplugged. And the thing about Unplugged is that everything's stripped down. Mm-hmm. So you can actually really see how good that artist is yeah. when they're toned down. And that's for me when I really fell in love with Alice in Chains. I mean, I always liked their music. My dad listened to them. But to hear them stripped down, you really see how raw and how talented they all are. Truly talented. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And then, so I saw some of your other favorite Alice in Chains songs. So. Yes. Um, so, I mean, besides that whole album, I Stay Away is an amazing song. Mm-hmm. No Excuses no just excuses. cuts me in half. It really does. Um, Angry Chair, Man in a Box, Wood, and then Heaven Beside You is just an amazing, uh, amazing song. Yeah, I love all yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, all of their stuff is good, but it's just some of those songs are just so honest. Yeah. And you're like, there is no way in the world that anyone 
could say that Lane didn't understand trauma no, and know. pain and what it's like to feel completely alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you know about his girlfriend. I right? do. I that's, know. It's such tragic. That's and I heard that his drug addiction just spiraled. Yeah. And ugh. it's it's sad. She passed from an overdose, right? Or was it I read or heard uh I don't know where I, I think it was an infected needle. Oh, uh, okay. And she got some like either MRSA or something. It's yeah. terrible. And that obviously he he loved her. That was a love of his life. Yeah. That's it's so tragic. That, and mo- I feel like most people don't know that. And the reason why I'm doing this episode, first of all, I just want to say other than I love you. <laughs> I, love you all. I love you, too. But I out of all the rock stars out there, I don't feel like Lane gets enough credit. Agreed. And I don't think people realize how talented. I, I, no, people. I, I don't want to say that. Because a lot of Allison Chains fans and so many other people out there do agree with me. But I think the large, like, a lot of people think of Kurt Cobain. Yes. You know, and other rock stars. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Lane deserves more. Um, And for people to understand, like, he experienced trauma. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't just a rock star that just died of an overdose. Right. Like, he had a an actual story. Yeah, he did have a story to tell. And I do think his death got even overshadowed at that time by Kurt Cobain, too, because he died, like, eight years to the day that Kurt mm-hmm. passed. So even in the headlines, they mentioned Kurt Cobain. Yeah. You know, and it's in, yeah, Lane... Yeah. So what made you fall in love with Lane? Was it just the the similarities you guys experienced or Yeah, it was it was. It it was the lyrics um because at a young age I even when he passed I didn't understand drug addiction. I didn't really understand that cuz I was young. Mm. Um but I understood what he was talking about, being mm. alone. Um and then also, one of the lyrics in Heaven Beside You is, yeah, so there's problems in your life that's fucked up, but you're not blind. You're just see-through, faded, overrated, and out of your mind. I mean, he knows that people need to take accountability for their mm-hmm. actions, even if they have a troubled past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. He understood that. He held himself accountable, too. Mm-hmm. He knew that he fucked up a whole lot in his life, mm-hmm. and he told people the truth about it. Mm-hmm. And so listening to that as a young kid, I thought a lot about my stepdad. Mm. And I felt a very alone at that time, not being able to talk to family about my own trauma that I was going through. Mm. Um, a lot of people, you know, either shut the door, swept it under the rug, turned the other way, didn't see things that were happening. But I saw what was happening. And was it, addi- it was addiction? It was an addiction. No, it was it was a lot of emotional abuse, a lot oh. of grooming, gaslighting. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, it was an inappropriate relationship with a child and my stepfather. Oh. That's, that's what I'm it was. So sorry. It's fine. I've, got, I've been to therapy, oh. so I'm good now. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so I was going through a lot back then, and I didn't understand what was happening to me, but 
Lane heard me in a strange way. This guy that lives across the country from me that I would, you know, I was seven. He was 30, 20, whatever Mm -hmm. at the time, you know, he got it. He really understood it. He understood pain. He knew what it felt like to not be able to talk to people, to feel alone. And I felt like he was listening to me Yeah, and he would talk back. Yeah. You know, no, I understand that. And I, and that's the thing. I feel like there's something about Lane. I, and I actually heard it on the unplugged. Um, I feel like you really know who he is. Yeah. Like you do, you know who he is. You can feel his soul. And there, I think it's, it's an unplugged. He's like, this is the best you know, crowd that yeah. we've had and he's just I don't so know. happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can feel that sincere soul. Yeah. Super genuine. And mm. I mean, and like I said earlier, like the lyrics, you know, they were so simplified that it was so perfect Mm -hmm. you know because there's a lot of artists that will really try to you know be um you know like you have to kind of decode things Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to do that with anything that lane said you know i'm the dog who gets beat shove my nose and shit like you can't be any more simplified than that (laughs) but people were like yeah me too me too man i feel that Uh, and that that's the thing i like about them and there's just you're right. It's the honesty. It's like, yeah. here it is. This is laying it all out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like then there's nothing, there's no, nothing hidden or mm-hmm. no shadows, you know? Right. I don't know. So, and then unplugged, this, that's like one of your favorite sets. It ever. is. It is. That, that set has saved me from taking my own life on multiple occasions. I'll be very honest about that. There's been times that I have been extremely down and suicidal and um, even times where I wanted to, but even checked myself into a hospital instead of doing that. Mm. And there's nothing better than just putting on that set and just completely drowning in it Mm. and just being like, I am not alone. Like my problems are my problems, but so many people out there have Mm. these issues too and I'm not alone yeah yeah no I don't and and that's yeah and I think people forget that too when we have all these artists on pedestals yeah and we forget that they're also fragile I mean that's why unfortunately Lane's not here Kurt Cobain's not here they're fragile and we forget that Mm -hmm. you know yeah and that's what we have a, an, a shared experience. It's not just the happiness and the joys, but it's also our pain and our suffering. Absolutely. And that's our common thread as humans, you know? Absolutely. And it doesn't matter how much of a rock star you are. You know, if you're struggling with addiction or mental health issues and it can feel really alone without support, mm-hmm. even though everyone in the world knows who you are. Yeah. And then it's also, it can be amplified too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember, and that's the other thing, one one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode too was, um, I, so when I fell in love with Alice in Chains, it was later on in life. Like I knew who they were. I knew their music. I liked them. But when I really started to go down the rabbit hole of musicians and artists, I read a lot about Lane and, 
And uh, I was really intrigued by him. And, you know, and that's what people, I always, he gets overshadowed. Mm -hmm. They don't realize, you know, what an interesting person he is. But also, I felt like um, certain publications weren't that, I'm not going to say names, Mm -hmm. kind to him that also hurt hurt his soul. And I remember hearing about Unplugged that he was like self-conscious about that Mm -hmm. and that's one of the best sets ever ever and unplugged in and unplugged history yeah and to think that lane staley was so self-conscious did he look good was it good enough am i good enough and um and so that was one of the things that I love your kitty. I know. I love kitties. <laughs> He's just like, pet me. Stop talking and pet me. <laughs> That's fine. I love kitties. You're cutie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that bothered me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, it's like to watch that now and be like, you have no idea how cool you are. Yeah. And to not feel, you know, don't feel self-conscious. Right. Like, I wish he would know how many people really loved and adored him. I know. It's true. And I read something where, you know how Lane always wore sunglasses? Mm-hmm. That was his his look. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that one of his shows, he was so, you know, strung out or whatever it was, battling addiction, that whoever was running the show actually made him wear sunglasses. And then everyone around him told him how great he looked. And that's why he continued to wear the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like, that's so neat. Wow. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got his whole, I liked his style. I did too. So he was, he was sexy. uh, (laughs) Well, even like the unplugged, the pink hair. Yes. But like the combat boots and the rolled up jeans and, He's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful, very beautiful. <laughs> he man. was, and I like Jerry too. I really yeah. do. I like, you know, he's also really incredibly talented. So, mm-hmm. um, not that I don't want to give any props to him, but yeah, Elaine is pretty special. He's very special. <laughs> yes. So I was also reading about all the other artists. That, so you saw Green Day. Yes. That was my first. Well, actually, that wasn't my first concert, but that was my first stadium concert. My oh. mom went to take me to Green Day. I was like 15, um, which was super cool. And then Jimmy World and Against Me actually opened for them. Ooh, that's crazy. And my my world changed. And that's when I started getting really into punk and pop punk. Mm-hmm. Um so that was really cool. I remember the days of, like, well, obviously Green Day, but even Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. And they were hot, you know? Yep. The, uh, so, and then, so you saw them. And then tell me about some other concerts that you've seen. So... Uh, another awesome concert is the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Yes. Oh, gosh. They are so amazing. I, I had, like, such a... A moment in my life where I was obsessed with Karen O. Uh, She's a queen. She is a queen. Such an icon. And so I was lucky enough to see them. And it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. This woman is. She's magic on stage. And so that was a really awesome concert. I would kill to see them again. Um, Yeah. I saw. So I saw that. I think me and you've talked about this. 
Um, I don't know if you remember, but yeah, so I've seen, I, when I read that, I was like, but I knew we talked about this because we liked her album. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I just, Karen O is great. She's awesome. And, and whenever anyone, cause not a lot of people know who the yeah yeahs are. Mm-hmm. So whenever it's like a, a lane thing, whenever I find someone that's like, I love Karen yep. O, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I feel the yes. same. They're a very special band. What, I, why can't I, I'm blanking on her, their last album. I have the, like the earlier ones, um, like the, their last album was that the mosquito one or was that the one before oh well not their last one i'm thinking of um it's like hysteric oh it's bliss yeah Yeah, or it's it's, blitz i think yeah it's blitz yeah yeah. and then i have i remember the one before that too that had maps on it yeah maps and stuff yeah yep um but yeah that's she's She's so cool. She's so cool. Watching her on stage, I was like, this woman is badass. Yeah. She would, like, take the mic stand and shove it uh, – not the mic stand, the microphone and shove it in her mouth and just scream. And um, I'm like, oh, I want to be you. Yeah, You're so cool. She's awesome. Yeah. I saw her at Coachella. Oh, that's great. And that was, like – because I had never seen her before. And I, so back in the day – at, like, one of my first jobs, we'd have to, like, go in the back and put stuff away, and we would play It's Blitz. Yeah. And uh, I just, those were the days. Yeah. there's It's such a good roller coaster album, too, because there's so many just fun, super energetic songs, mm-hmm. and then there's just those, like, right to your chest. Heart, yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, man. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good, well-rounded album. Yeah. Uh, so good. And then, so what else have you, what what other concerts have you been to? So, I mean, I've been to many, many concerts. I've seen any band that I've really, really liked. I probably have seen that I've had the opportunity mm-hmm. to. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite bands, Every Time I Die, I've seen them well over 20 times. I try and catch them every time they come around here. Um, But one show in particular was the coolest show ever. Tell me. So Chris and I, we drove to New York to see them, which isn't uncommon because we've driven to New York to Mm -hmm. see them before. But this time it was on a cruise. It was on a mini cruise ship in the New York Harbor. They like went all through Manhattan you could see everything and then they parked by right next to the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. and there was maybe only 200 people on board we destroyed that boat first of all <laughs> um it, I thought it was going to sink to the ground or into the ocean because it was I mean every time I die shows are just so dirty and just nasty and beautiful and everyone's just like trying to kill each other in the pit and it's just <laughs> the f- most fun thing ever and uh that boat was like rocking that That's night fun. actually it was called rock the boat tour uh, that yeah the ceiling was getting ripped it was like um drop ceiling that people oh were you know trying to stage dive jumping into the ceiling just ripping the whole ceiling That's apart crazy. then jordan buckley was taking his guitar and like shoving it into the ceiling the whole boat was falling apart that's fun but it was just the best that's cool that was the most memorable thing i've ever seen wow yeah that's crazy and for a band that i've seen so many times where they all start to blend together that one was took the cake yeah yeah that makes sense how and do you know how many times you've seen them i've lost count but honestly i i've 
well, well over 20 And what times. do you like about them per- personally? Like what? Their energy on stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Buckley brothers, Keith and Jordan, first of all, they're gorgeous. So that doesn't hurt. <laughs> but um, they're just so energetic on stage. They're just yeah. so much fun. Keith is an amazing vocalist. Um, th- they're just the coolest, like, ro- I, I, I don't think they're necessarily metal, but they're just rock and roll, yeah. you know, and they're, they're so fun. Uh, and their lyrics fun. are, are also very deep. I connect really a lot with deep, 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 yeah. deep darkies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I feel that though. I feel like I have a little bit of everything in me and then there's that side of me as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel that too. I, I'm all, I'm all over the place with my music too. Well, I saw that, and you also like, you know, '60s, '70s. I do. And you're like, with biscuit. I said <laughs> that's a curse It's true. Yeah, I'm just like all over the place to where I'm like, I, if I'm having a good day, I might just throw on the Eagles, or if I'm having a bad day, I'm playing Break Shit by Limp Biscuit yeah. and just rage cleaning my house. Like, it could be anything. Yeah. I listen to it all, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I always appreciate that in people, too. Because, yeah, and there's a, you know, your mood can be dependent in of your what you feel like listening to. Definitely. Switching around is always, like, I don't know. I can't imagine listening to the same music all the time. Me neither. I'd get really, really bored. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So who else have you seen or any other great sets that you've seen yeah I mean back in college I um I saw you know taking back Sunday a few times I've seen brand new amazing brand new I've seen them a few times I've seen saves the day say anything um I mean against me I've also that's another band like every time I die I see them every time they come around so Mm. I've also seen them up into the 20s 30s um huge against me fan you're going to Furnace Festival, you said. I am. Yeah. Soon, in sep- at the end of September. Really? I'm so excited. So what's the lineup like? So the lineup for Furnace Fest, um, the reason that my friend Paige and I are going is for a few bands. So Every Time I Die is playing there. Mm. Um, Kill Switch Engage is playing. Uh, Poison the Well. And this one, I mean, there's like 60 bands, but this one band that her and I were obsessed with in college, it's a like a pop hardcore band called Stretch Armstrong and they haven't really been releasing a lot lately and they kind I I don't know if they necessarily broke up but they weren't touring for a long time and they're coming back for this festival so we once we saw that they were on the lineup we were like we are buying all three days we have to go that's awesome yeah I'm so excited for that. There's a lot of great metal and hardcore bands at Furnace Fest. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And so, and it's three days. Three days festivals are the best. I've never been to a three day festival. I've only been to one day festivals. Really? Yeah. So I'm so excited. You have no idea what you're in for. I'm probably going to be exhausted. Uh, I honestly, I don't want to trip you up here, but <laughs> you're there's a such thing as festival depression after you leave. Oh, where you just crash. Well, no. You're just like, how is this the best three days of my oh, life? Oh, that and sucks. So just FYI. Just I'll be make prepared. Sure plans, like, just, yeah, make sure you get your comfies and your cozies and find a way to make yourself happy the day after. Because it is okay. like, every time I've left a festival, you're just like, 
I don't wow it's like, over silence is deafening <laughs> like it's just I I mean it's so loud la- like silence is just so loud right when you're like oh man how did I just do that for three days and you're on the go and going to this set that set oh I'm in for it. (laughs) But it's like, it's so good. And I, I recommend it. I will take festival depression over (laughs) not having, not having the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So good though. I'm really pumped for it. And it's our, it's my first time ever going to Alabama. It's in Birmingham. It's at the Sloss Furnaces, which are, they're, they're old timey, like, coal burning furnaces or something and they're apparently very haunted and paranormal so it's in a place it's like inside and outside it's like a whole outdoor like if you can picture like a broke it will like a redone but broken down like mill yeah like with huge furnaces and stuff that's where it is that's crazy i need to do a little bit more research on the history behind it because i probably sound pretty stupid but i it's gonna be really cool the pictures are amazing what yeah i was like thinking you know straight up fields but now that you're it's in a furnace like it's yeah i don't know how they're gonna do it but this isn't the first furnace fest i guess they used to do this back in the day too like when hardcore was at like its peak you Mm -hmm. know um so yeah i'm excited it's gonna be fun alabama so much fun yeah i'm pumped that Oh, you're, you're in for it. You're in for it. It's It's probably going to be a million degrees too. It's going to be the, I love festivals. I, I, I would love to go to Lollapalooza and do four days. That That would be be so cool. But it's so, it's just, you leave and you're like, that's heaven. Uh, (laughs) It's so much fun. Yeah. I can't wait. (laughs) I'll definitely let you know how it is. Oh, please do. And then, so you also went to the Warp Tours. Yes. I've been many, many times to Warp Tour. Yeah, so um, my mom used to buy me tickets to, she was really awesome about buying me any, like, concert tickets or, like, whatever. Mm. Um, She just wanted to, for me to express myself through music because she knew that was important for me. So that was a really cool gift of hers to Mm. give me. Um, But, yeah, so I, she used to let me go to Warped Tour as, like, you know, a young teenager. And then in my adulthood, I worked for Vans Mm -hmm, uh, for 10 years. So they, I used to get a lot of free tickets through them. So I would get to go a lot. Um, And those are, those are great tours. Uh, Who did you see there? Oh, like everyone, like Bayside did like, just Anthony Ranieri did acoustic sets, uh, like up close and personal. And then actually the first time I saw Stretch Armstrong was at Warp Tour in 2005. Wow. Yeah. And every time I die is usually on the set, um, set list for every Warp Tour. Um, who else have I seen? I mean, I've seen some 41. I've seen, um, that's so cool. Yeah, I've seen so many just bands in that those different kind of genres. I I think Machine Gun Kelly was at one of the first tor- Warp tours that I was at really? when I was younger. Um, I, he was like a nobody. He was on yeah. like a, a side stage or something. But I do remember being like, "What is that? Is that metal music? Machine Gun Kelly?" Oh, yeah. He was he was probably a really young guy. Like he's at, yeah. I don't know how old he is, but I think he's my age. Yeah, so maybe I was, like, in my late teens, early 20s yeah. then when he was performing. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of a lot of great sets at Warp Tour. Uh, they always do it really well. R.I.P. Warp Tour, though. I know. It's when over. did I die? A few years, years ago. ago yeah. 
I re- just remember, like, I never went, but I remember always reading about it in, like, teen people or Rolling yeah. Stone. And- yeah, I mean, even when I first started going to Warp Tour, it's when, like, skateboarding was still a part of Vans mm-hmm. Warp Tour. Yep. So they used to have huge, like, ramps and half pipes, and they would set all these things up, and, you know, a lot of skateboarders would go and while oh, bands yeah. are playing. It was so sick. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So, this has been great. What, like, before we go, anything else that you want to, you know, what are you listening to right now or... Yeah, so I'm I'm listening to a lot right now. Actually, my music style is kind of changing as I'm getting older, which is strange. I'm listening to a lot of folk music. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah um, which is very interesting because I was never a country girl and... Mm. I'm finding that I, like, actually really enjoy, like, the folk side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amigo the Devil is really great. He's, like, a folk punk artist. Um, and then I'm also listening to, you know, a lot of 60s, a lot of 70s. Um, and then my, my usual go-tos from my emo days <laughs> back in, like, 2005, 2006. So, you know, Taking Back Sunday, mm-hmm. Brand New, The Used, all yeah. those. Um, yeah, and then I, I listen to a lot of, like, even 40s and 50s i love um like connie francis yes i love connie francis so much and actually the craft is the reason the movie the craft is the reason i love connie francis yeah i haven't seen well i haven't seen the craft in ages but i remember it but i don't remember it that vividly so tell me so there's this one scene um in the craft where nancy's mom they just got a new apartment because nancy's stepdad died from a heart attack and they got all this money so they like buy this huge penthouse apartment and all of nancy's friends come over and her mom is like super loaded and is like come on in girls and then they go over to a jukebox and she was like it's always been my dream since i was a little girl to have a jukebox full of connie francis records and as they're walking in fallen from connie francis is playing and i actually walked down the aisle to that song at my wedding yeah and it's really interesting too because my grandparents are big connie francis fans um but i didn't actually get my love of her through them yeah. until I I realized it like years later, later that they on. liked her. Yeah, because yeah, she's a, an Italian artist. Yeah, and my grandma's like is from Italy. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, interesting. Connie's she's amazing. Yeah, a lot of people love her. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever um, really listened to her. I probably should, but I I know a lot of people really like her. Yeah, and I feel like. I so I've been reading a lot on Pamela DeBar, mm. um, who is the inspiration for Penny Lane and whatnot. But mm-hmm. she's like a famous groupie, whatever, and she writes a lot of books. I think there's um, an episode, a chapter on her. I have to look, but is that um, like the movie Almost Famous? Is that yeah? The, oh, that's such a great, it's a such great, a great movie. movie yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, she's the inspiration. I got an autograph from her, so. That's cool. She's, I'm, and I've been reading her books trying to get myself, like, in the mode. But, yeah, I think there's a um, a chapter on Miss Connie Francis. That's I'll let awesome. you know, though. Yeah, that would be cool. I want to read that. Yeah. So, but any last thoughts about Alice in Chains before we go? Yeah, I mean, if if you've never heard them, you just really should listen to them. Mm. I think their songs and their the meaning of their songs are timeless. Mm. You know, 50 years from now, people will still understand it. Because yeah. there's always going to be, 
hard times. Yeah. And there's always going to be pain and, you know, and it also like I feel like also this is a good opportunity to say also about addiction and mental health. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not alone. And, you know, Lane died in a very tragic way. He wasn't found for two weeks Mm -hmm. after he passed. And like he was very lonely. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're a rock star or if you're just a regular person like you know, there is help out there and it's, it's really important to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And they're, they're just awesome. They're great. They are awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. I had so much fun. I really appreciate this. I'm sure Elaine is appreciating it as well. I hope so. And again, this is to heaven for him. Yeah. This is for you, Lane Staley. We We love love you. you. (laughs) And thank you guys so much. And please listen to her. If you've never listened to Allison Chains and also highly recommend unplugged. They're stripped down. So you can really see how incredible they are. We both highly, highly recommend it. It's, It's great. You know, yeah, it's it's amazing. You'll just drown in it, mm-hmm. and yeah, you'll feel something for yeah, sure. Definitely. Well, thank you again. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. I really enjoyed making this one. I was really excited about it. And shout out to my friend Jen because obviously we had this common bond. But I didn't realize how raw and how real her story was going to be. And also her music taste is incredible. And hearing some of her stories, all of her stories, it just reminded me why I created this podcast in the first place. I know that there's so many other people like me that have so many incredible music related stories, whether it relates to their real life, whether it relates to concerts, festivals. So I am just so grateful to have her on and I was so grateful to even just be able to record this episode and put it out there for you guys. So I want to hear from you guys. If you guys love Alison Chains, if you have ever listened to their Unplugged set or if you like Unplugged, let me know. I want to hear from you guys. I have some really exciting episodes coming up. Uh, We are going to be celebrating the legacy of Aaliyah, so I'm really excited about that. And we are also going to be doing an episode, it's music and film, so I'm going to need your help. I'm going to be on Instagram asking you guys questions. I want to get some opinions from you guys that I'll be featuring in that episode, so I am so stoked for that, you guys. It's going to be awesome. Anyways, that is it for me today. Thank you again for joining me on another episode. Please don't forget to rate, review, and like my podcast. It helps these wonderful, amazing stories be heard. Helps music fans find new artists to listen to. And it helps this podcast get out there. So if you guys love it, please help me out. Thank you again. And I will see you guys next week. Take care. Thank mm-hmm. you.